0: Good morning, um, and happy Friday. Charles and I are currently sitting in my backyard. It is a beautiful night here in Phoenix, Arizona, so please excuse the dogs running around and um, the bus that's probably going to drive past any minute now. (laughs) Let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for another beautiful day that we get to spend with you. Please come and join us as we read and help us to learn something in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, I almost dropped my phone. I like my phone. It has different colors on the text. I can't open it. Um, The curse of God rests upon many of the ill-timed, inappropriate connections that are formed in this age of the world. If the Bible left these questions in a vague, uncertain light, then the course that may that many youth of today are pursuing in their attachments for one another would be more excusable. But the requirements of the Bible are not halfway injunctions. They demand perfect purity of thought, of word and of deed. We are grateful to God that his word is a light to the feet and that none need mistake the path of duty. The young shall make it a business cook- A business to consult its pages and heed its counsels, for sad mistakes are always made in departing from its precepts.
1: God forbids believers marrying unbelievers. Never should God's people venture upon forbidden ground. Marriage between believers and unbelievers is forbidden by God, but too often the unconverted heart follows its own desires and marriages unsanctioned by God are formed. Because of this, many men and women are without hope and without God in the world. Their noble aspirations are dead. By a chain of circumstances, they are held in Satan's net. Those who are ruled by passion and impulse will have a bitter harvest to reap in this life, and their course may result in the loss of their souls. Those who
0: profess... the truth trample on the will of God in marrying unbelievers. They lose His favor and make bitter work of repentance. The unbelieving may possess an excellent moral character, but the fact that he or she has not answered to the claims of God and has neglected so great salvation is sufficient reason why such a union should not be consummated. The character of the unbelieving may be similar to that of the young man to whom Jesus addressed the word one thing thou lacketh lack that was the one thing needful
1: amazing you know one thing that stood out to me was the the part up here where she says the course of god rests upon many of ill-timed inappropriate connections that are formed in this age of the world If the Bible left these questions in a vague, uncertain light, then the course that many youth of today are pursuing in their attachments for one another would be more excusable. There are a lot of things in the Bible sometimes that have a tendency to be kind of vague a little bit. There are other things that are so black and white, it's undisputable what God is trying to say.
0: It's just like that um, yesterday when we read... It started out with, God's commandments are plain. Yeah. Like this is one of those plain things.
1: Right. And uh, sorry, I touched it. That's okay. She's referring to my phone. Um. I mean, it, it's it's so black and white. Marriage between believers and unbelievers is forbidden by God. It's not so much that it's look down upon or god frowns upon it it's forbidden Mm
0: -hmm. and and for good reason too right yeah as we were talking about you have to have a good foundation and what better foundation can you have in your relationship than a foundation in christ
1: right and i think you know if you don't have god as a foundation in a relationship all you have is...
0: Your common likes your and Your common dislikes. likes
1: and dislikes.
0: Which are wishy-washy. They're wishy-washy. <laughs> they
1: change over time. And and your friendship, the connection that you have between each other. But the problem is, is that the connection that you have between people can easily be broken by a simple mistruth or not saying something. Or a
0: wrong deed.
1: Right. And so... If you have the connection with God, God will point out to you if you're listening to Him, where you've messed up. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that the only thing a person needs to do to have a good relationship is is spend time with God and to have this relationship with God. You have to build the relationship with your partner. You have to do the little niceties mm-hmm. that you did in dating to to woo them, um,
0: to, to keep them.
1: <laughs> right. You have to be able. You have to yeah. do your part to keep them. Not just have this relationship with God, so I want to make sure that I don't.
0: Yeah, and like I, I've I've been a Christian my entire life, but for a while I wasn't as as in it as I as I am now, and as soon as I started putting (coughs) um, putting Christ higher on my priorities and praying more and really relying on him, I feel like my life is going a lot better. (laughs) Like when I start to have conflict or strife, especially at work, I notice that I can easily just take a second, walk away. Dear God, please help me with this struggle I'm about to walk into. Please give me the words I need. Help me to say the things I need to say and make me calm don't let me break down and and it helps it works god is the foundation we all need
1: yeah and and to add on to that i mean the thing is is working in work environment especially when you're working with people that aren't christians that aren't even or don't even possess, openly, profess it. you
0: can't openly talk about christianity in a workplace sometimes
1: right and so it's it's um it's hard because, I mean, I've had I've had one of the people that I work with get in my face. I mean, literally in my face yelling at me. And the natural reaction is you want to hit them, you want to whatever. But you know it's that chance that you throw up that half-second prayer to God. Hey, God, help me. I need some help right now. Um, and like you said, it's so... It's amazing how...
0: You feel it immediately.
1: Yeah, when you need it, God's there.
0: He's always there for us.
1: And so that... The the thing is, is that if you have a relationship with God, if you have a deep relationship with God, A, you're not going to be attracted to somebody who doesn't have a relationship with God. They may be beautiful, they may be gorgeous, they may be handsome, whatever, but if they don't have that connection with God, you see it and all that beauty that they have turns ugly.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And so, um, that relationship that you have with God is the most important thing because God will guide you. I mean, how many times have we talked about how God guided us together? Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't, I I was at the point where, you know what? I, I'm not ready for a relationship. I don't want one because I need to work on myself. And that's when God opened my eyes and said, hey, there's somebody right there in front of you that I want you to get to know. Hmm. And I'm sure glad that he did.
0: Should we pray? Let's pray. On my hand.
1: <laughs> Always. Father in heaven, I just want to thank you for the words that you've given us, the advice, the commands. And sometimes you leave things vague and and let us figure them out. But there are other things that are so black and white. And we appreciate, even though we don't always necessarily like the commands and and the things that you ask us to do. But they're your commands. They're your guidance because you have what's best for us in mind. And we thank you for being our Father, for being our Savior, and for allowing us to be your sons and daughters. We ask that you give us the strength, wisdom, and energy that we need to combat the challenges and struggles that we're going to face today, and help us to hold fast to your word and your counsel that you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen.